0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk sport Powered by fans. Rebel. vicious, but brilliant! you with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again! The magic man has come up with another trick! Well, here's a chance to seal it. It's done! It's Georgie Kelly!
1: Hello everybody, welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Uh, Thank you all for being with us tonight. Um, Plenty to cover, plenty, plenty to cover. We have the defeat on Tuesday night to Preston. We have the international call-ups, which we will talk about a lot. And we have a game on Saturday, big game on Saturday against Cardiff City. So plenty and plenty to cover. Uh, Anybody watching YouTube will see. We've gone full Sweden tonight. We've gone full Sweden. We've got the shirts, we've got the flags, we've got everything up. Um, if you don't know why, I don't know where you've been, <laughs> but we'll talk about it later. Um,
2: Mick, how are you doing? you got a Swedish shirt that fits, with which is nice for you. I've got one on this left shoulder here that doesn't fit, and one on my uh, fat torso that does. So, uh, happy days. Was that the one we were meant to give away that you were wearing? No. Have we got another one to give away? No. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. We could give it away because I've got a T-shirt underneath it. It's not. It's not actually. You know, we'll talk there's... about
1: that later. I think. We, I think we should give it away. But anyway, Danny's back with us as well. Again, full Swedish attire as it
3: should be on a night like tonight. Absolutely, <clears throat> I believe that makes Victor the. Oh, get yeah, me status right here. Um, the first player in the 21st century to be called up for Sweden whilst at Rotherham United. I think. It's, I think might be, be wrong. The first, could be the first one ever but I'm sticking to 21st century because that's as far as I got record search wise. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We'll talk about that later on. We will cover it in a bit more detail. Um, we've got the play with us. First of
1: all, Kimbo Sports with us. Kimbo Sports with the comments. So hello, hello, Kimbo Sports. Uh, they said get involved, ask questions, make fun. I Yes, please. Uh, they said one lucky viewer tonight will win a free New York top cap courtesy of Kimbo Sports. Ooh. So get, be funny because they might pick you. I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, Terry, Terry's with us. Uh, why ask why pick the same losing side from the first half Tuesday? Yes, not let's just talk about the game, I suppose. Let's just get on with it.
0: <laughs>
1: 2 1 defeat, good. Mick, home to Preston North End. <sighs> it's tough because it was a poor performance again. That's two in a row now, and as I was just putting in the comments there, I think that's a valid point starting with the same team. That performed so badly in the first half at Birmingham mm. struck me as a bit confusing. Really. I thought you know, Washington came on and did a good job in the second half. That that would have made sense uh, to maybe start that way, change something. I just I just thought it, it was a bit of a continuation.
2: Uh, there's no bit of it about it. Were it was no. it was a, it was a perfect continuation. If uh, if there had been two or three days in between, you'd have thought it might have been the same game mm. uh, um, because we just. We, I said this when we played Blackpool. that the 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 midfield in front of the back four looks all over the place, um, and I, and I don't know whether it's something to do with the way certain teams are setting up against us. Um, I, I alluded to this in the last podcast that you know it, it appears that the style that Matt Taylor's wanted to play is, is quite easily found out by by the opposition. Um, we were just we were just dog awful, weren't we? Yeah, there we were no. I think you said it throughout the game. A couple of times throughout the game, just, nobody had any composure on the ball whatsoever. Um, the only player that tried to tried to be a little bit more composed was, was Cam Humphries, and he managed to get himself in trouble a few times. Um, it, it just, oh, it, it was it was difficult to watch.
1: Mm. Yes, yes, it was. Um, <laughs> power word UK says if Peltier and Harding start on Saturday, it's taking a ten or to lose. I mean, let's deal with the first goal, Danny. I've still not seen a proper angle, to be honest with you. I can't say whether it's offside or not. You don't, you don't get an angle for that, I don't think. Um, there are question marks because it's on Wes's side again. Um, Wes, again, didn't have the best first. I thought, I thought second half, you were all right, to be honest. Um, but I, the, the partnership of Peltier and Harding as a right-side centre-back and a right-back hasn't worked and I
3: think that needs to change. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> uh, just want to give a little shout out to Troopers' travels, or bumped into in the North Stand at the time. Um, nice little travelling pun here because I think their player travelled offside for the first goal. <laughs> um, I mean, <clears throat> watching it, watching it back, you can sort of see why the, the lino thought he was onside because Wes does come very close with Man and comes out aligned with the rest of the defence, but. He is, I think he's offside mm. I really I think he's offside I mean that lino in front of East stand had a wobbly game at best you know I've spoken to a couple of people who were referees and they've gone you know, he, he's had a, a shocker that game there's a picture come out of um, <clears throat> the ball outside of um, the uh, the corner little circle the corner circle mm. and, and it's like oh the shadow of the ball is in the circle it's like no it's not it's not in the circle but anyway but yeah, going back to Wes and Pelts, I think you're right. I don't. It's two players who are right-sided <clears throat> and defensively minded, both trying to occupy the same position when they're playing in different positions. Mm. And that's where we're going wrong. We're playing a right-back and a right-back who can operate as a centre-back. Not even on Pelts can operate as a centre-back, but up. He just sort of is more right-back inclined at times and that's where him and Wes get muddled up because sometimes they try and do the same job and then other times they don't do the job at all. And I think that's how Wes has got caught out. They've both not done the job. Wes has then tried to recover, which has then brought him out of line with the rest of the defence, which has then led the line out to think he's on side when I don't think he is. And it's just just a muddle-up, I think. Mm. But it's a muddle-up that I can understand because it's all a little bit patchwork, especially with Bailey Wright being a bit iffy um, and Morrison being out for the rest of the season. So for me, it's it's poor, but it's like taping over why, mm. uh, why it's poor. It's poor because we don't have two proper centre-backs, if you like. <clears throat> um, so... It's not that big of an issue because we're making do. My only critique is that now that it's Wes with a couple of poor performances, I think it's time for Di to come in. Quite possibly. Because when he came into the game, I thought he had an impact. He wasn't the best, don't get me yeah. wrong, he wasn't the best, but he offered something different, which was crossing the ball. And we didn't really have much of that. And I think that caught out a few players later on that, Kyoso was crossing the ball, but there was no one in the six-yard box really attacking it. Mm. So it's like maybe switch that sub around, start Kyoso, and if he's not doing the best, then bring Wes on. But mm. yeah,
1: yeah, I think Pelty Pel- 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 is Pelti is covering mix. Let's be right about it. If Grant mm. Hall's Holt- Grant Hall's playing there, if Bailey Wright's fit, Bailey Wright's playing there. if, if Tyler Blackett's fit, Tyler Blackett's playing there. Peltier is playing there as almost... Four, you're talking almost fifth choice centre-back from Peltier. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And the problem for me with Peltier is I think he is the best right-back at the club. I don't think there's a question about that. I believe Peltier is the best right-back. And he can do a job at centre-half when the right-back is on form. And now we all know how good Wes can be, but right mm. now, Wes is bang off it. And that has a knock-on effect because Peltier needs help because he's not naturally at centre-half. and He's not getting that help because Wes is not at the minute performing, and it's mm. all just a knock-on effect from all this. They, for me, they don't work together.
2: No, they don't. They don't. Peltier, Lee Peltier, as you quite rightly point out, is he's, he's a right back. He's not centre. He's not centre half. Um, and what we're missing in that back four there is somebody who's going to organise it. Mm. Uh, that first goal was down to a complete lack of organisation. Because if you look at the images, look. At, I mean, obviously from our position in the stand, it. It was difficult to see because we're, we're almost at the other end of the ground. If you look at the images, Wes is marking a man. Mm. He's marking the wrong man, but he has to mark that man because Lee Peltier is not marking that man. He's marking a man in front of him. So there's nobody there organising it, you know? Um, the, the the player that came in and headed the ball across has run from very, very deep. Mm. So Wes is not going to be close to him. He's not going to be marking him because he's, he's three or four, maybe 10 yards outside the 18-yard box before the ball once, you know, when the ball's, before the ball comes in. Um, but it's just a lack of organisation is what it is. You know, nobody's looking along that line from the defence and, and and picking picking up the right man. Nobody out of that back four is picking up their man. They're all picking up somebody else's, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, we need somebody in there organising it um, and... It's just not happening. Lee Peltier is not going to do that. It would appear he's not that kind of player, but he's not, he, like we said, he's a right back, not a centre-half. Mm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's tough and it was poor. There's, there's no doubt about it, it was poor.
1: Yeah, it feels very, Dan, is a, there is a lack of leadership at the team. And again, this is not necessarily a dig at Matt Taylor because he signed leaders. He brought people in in January who are leaders on, on the pitch, Sean Morrison, like the the right as a leader as well. He's brought in these players to, to do that job and they're just getting injured. But we are lacking that. We're, we're lacking somebody in the midfield. I mean, Yelda's, Yelda was a really good example. I thought in the second half, Yelda completely lost his head. He just had a 10-minute spell where he, he just seemed to forget how to play football a little bit. And he just needed somebody to grab him and just get, just send him right again. And there's nobody on the pitch at the minute to do that. And there's nobody just to take the
3: game and ask go, come on, dare I say Richard Wood. Oh, good timing that, like, because I just started and the phone started ringing. So I'm glad I am to my mic. I couldn't be able to hear you. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it, it's a it's a very unfortunate coincidence that we've signed leaders in Morrison, Wright, Hall, um, even mm-hmm. Rathburn to a point as well. And they've suddenly all gone down. And then suddenly, like you said, there's a leadership issue. Yeah. Woody would be alright to bring in if it was <clears throat> both a defensive soundness in terms of playing ability and leadership that like where they both go don't go hand in hand if you like but mm. unfortunately woody Matt Taylor sees him just not operating in our back line because we don't operate as a three we saw that uh, yesterday and sometimes not don't even make the squad with it it's like for example he's, he's more um more keen on, on Tyler Blackett now, just because he suits the way we play a little bit more. That's not a dig at Woody. It's just how we we're, we're operating at the minute. And I think phones mm. ringing again. It's me. Um, it'll be my granddad that rat right on time. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think if we're safe, come Middlesbrough game, I think we'll see Woody again. However, Matt Taylor's job is to keep us up, and to keep us up, we play his system, which unfortunately doesn't involve Woody. Woody's job, as I've said before, is in the dressing room being the leader. which I think is why we were a little bit buff because Woody felt a few of the calls and gone, right, we need to get it going now. But Mm. Peltier, he's meant to be that leader. We've seen it before, um, him ging everybody up after the match and saying well done and stuff. But if he's the one that's getting lost, that's where the breakdown in leadership is, especially without Rathbun or Wright or Hall or anything. I think it's one of them where... <clears throat> it should really be next man up but no one's really took command of it if that makes sense he's mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. like i th- i think hugo's took command of it up top um but i think you still need that up top captain in hugo and someone at the back to organize it and just as it stands right now we don't really have that person even though peltier is your ne- your next sort of choice even he's not there I won't say Victor, as much as we all love him and we've all got a Sweden tops on, isn't quite at that organization getting everybody geared up stage of leadership It's just a collection of unfortunates and errors yeah. that tie hand in hand, and that's where and that's where we are. If you step back from really pinpointing it on one player and looking at the overall machine, it's a little bit you can see where that issue has come from, that issue has come from, et cetera, et cetera for me. We should be all okay after the international break because we'll have Ollie back. uh will be nearly back. Keener will be nearly back. Wiles is still a little bit of a leader because it's his club, you know. Um, and then Wright's not far away, saying we Hall and et cetera, et cetera. So we should be all right. It's just finding that man to really pin the leadership tag on mm. at the minute, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Josh Hinslow says, was it Gareth Ainsworth football playing
1: Preston uh, we'll come on to that briefly uh, Phil says no key in midfield and the lack of possession still haunts us which comes to the looking after the ball issue um, John Morel says I think this is, a good, this is a good point leadership is one thing but they've also got to be good enough and contribute to the team being a leader isn't enough and that's we're not going to go over the Richard Wood debate but four at the back doesn't suit Woody as we've already mentioned John Murale with another good point. Where's is, is probably a low end championship player, top end League One is what he is. Penalty was very good some year back, but clearly heading towards the end, end of his career. Is it any? Is it really any surprise that they're struggling? I suppose not when you put it like that. Um, yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to the midfield, Mick. Um, let's talk about the angle. Let's have a moment of positivity. Let's have a moment of positivity and laugh at how bad the defending was from Preston from the corner. Yeah. Um, to be fair to Preston, I, I thought they were very solid. They had this one moment in lapsing concentration because Adolphin could have took the ball down. I'd done a couple of kick-ups and still had time to put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, but he's had to put the ball in the back of the net, so you've got to give Adolphin credit for that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we, Danny talked about it, um, and I think you did on the post-match, saying it was a bit of a scuffed, um, a scuffed finish, if you like. I mean, my recollection, and to be fair, I've not watched it back. It was an unstoppable header, but it looked like, is what it looked like to me. It absolutely rocketed off his head and into at back. And, and and to be fair, it was straight at the keeper and it went straight through him. It was straight um, through, yeah. <laughs> it were, it was, for me, it were a cracking finish. Really, really good corner. Plenty of pace on it. Some great movement from a Dauphin, uh to, to lose his man, who were probably still asleep now. Um, and, and And a really, really good finish. And that got us back into the game and it it lifted us a little bit. Yeah. But we just then reverted back to the way that we were playing before. Um, and I've got my doubts. I've got my doubts about this, this uh, the way we're setting up. I have genuinely. Um, because we just, somebody's mentioned it in the comments, we just are all over the place. Absolutely all over the place. There didn't seem to be any organisation at all. It's really, really difficult to get your head around as a spectator mm. exactly what we're trying to do. It, it, it just, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I genuinely don't. So, um, but yeah, that's a really good goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean possibly we, we mentioned this earlier. I missed you earlier on the game that make that it was it was almost like the Wickham game a year ago, and this, I mean, Preston are a much better team than that Wickham, and they were much more adventurous than that Wickham team. What mm-hmm. I mean by that is that they were so defensively solid. They didn't give us a minute. They sat really, really deep. Mm-hmm. They just made it difficult for us, Danny. And whether it's the tip where Matt Tillis trying to play or whether it's the players that we've got, it seems seemed, it seemed really difficult. It seemed almost impossible for us to do anything because they had that big lad at back. I can't remember his name now. The big 23 <laughs> lad at back who mocked up everything aerially. And so every, every ball away in the box was never, not been won. There was no composure through the middle of the field. Fosso had possibly his worst game for the club um, so far. It was just... I, t- I can't work out exactly what the problem is, but when they sat deep, it just right that were almost game over. We were never going to break them down in a million years.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it were almost at times that pressing had an extra man on the pitch, and I'm not talking mm. about the referee for once. Um, but, yeah, I, I think... It was partially how Preston set up. And like you said, they had the big lad at the back who nullified more or less everything we threw at them other than the odd chance. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but for me personally, watching, especially second half, watching the play build up from in our own half and coming forward, for me, it just wasn't quick enough. We did just didn't move the ball quick enough. Yeah. I thought we moved the ball to the right side and effective said to Chia, right, do something with it. And then never really gave him an option to do anything with it. Chioso um, offered that option a bit when he came on. Um, but in terms of like Fozzo in midfield, there were very little option creation from him. And we would just look very flat. You know, very flat and unenergetic, especially on the left side. When there was a throw-in on the left side, there was basically no movement for the ball whatsoever, which we don't like to see because normally we're quite an energetic team. Um so, yeah, it's just a bit... It, it, it's six of one, half a dozen or other. Yeah, it was partly Preston nullifying everything, but it was partly us not really created anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the biggest chance creation of the match is when Victor went up for a corner and clattered their keeper. Oh, um, I do enjoy that, to be fair. Yeah, that, that was quite good, to be fair. Um, also, thank you to Alas for muting the clip that she sent to you a lot, because she showed it me since, and I have never heard my voice that I pitched before. <laughs> <laughs> Um Ian Bradley, Diaby,
1: Preston North took 23. Yeah, he was immense. We didn't – and I say this in a nice way possible, Mick, and, and this is an issue, that he wasn't very quick. And we never mm. really tried to exploit that. He, he didn't – he looked like the like turning circle, sort of Harry Maguire, Grant Hanley type player. Mm. And we never – there was, like, was one time in the first half where I think Chio got the better of him pace-wise. Mm. Other than that, we never tried to play in and around his feet. With that type of player, it's the same with Richard Wood. If you're just going to pump ball all day long, i are just going to gobble it up.
3: Yeah. And that's
1: the type of. What chances Hugel got realistically of winning those headers? It's such a small chance to do it. And is that a midfield problem, do you think? Or do you think it's just they were panicking because we were chasing
2: the game almost all evening? I, I don't know. I genuinely, I don't know. Because I don't really know what they were trying to do. And I, I, I hark back to it, but look, I, 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 you know, I've, I've thought over the last couple of days thinking about back, thinking back to the game. How could we? What could we have done differently? And I, I don't really know what we were trying to do because we we created next to nothing for the whole game. Likewise against uh, against Birmingham you know, on the yeah. Saturday before it was it was just I don't know I don't know we're just not doing. We're not when we when we when we do get forward. We're not getting we're back to not getting the ball in the box again, um, to to give anybody any, any scraps to feed off. Um, but it, the, the midfield is, is is essentially just missing. Um, Conor Coventry had a poor game. Uh, Fosse, like you say, had his, probably his worst game for the club. He he could have touched like my Gary's door. I've used that before. But Tom Eaves. every every time the ball went to him, it just bounced off him again. It um, didn't track back. Um, there were a couple of times when he lost the ball and just jogged back. Bennett had been having kittens, and he'd been watching that. Um, you know, the, we talk about we talk about Chio, and and you know, we're trying to work the ball down the right hand side. Too many times, particularly in that second half, Chio is unmarked, but his position is really, really poor. You know, he's, he's, if he gets the ball given to him, he's not going to be putting himself in an attacking position because his position is not right. He's either dropping too deep or he's, he's, he's too high up the pitch and too wide. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's difficult. It really is um, because teams have obviously decided. Well, if that's how you're going to play, we're, we're just going to sit deep. You're not going. To, you're not going to get through us. Because you're not, you know, you have no intention of putting ball in the box anyway. Um, and you ain't got the ability to play through us. So we're just going to sit here and we'll pick you off. And that's what's been happening.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Chris Page says, Has Matt Taylor worked out his, his, his style yet after all these games? Was so easy to get broke down. It can be at times, yeah. Yeah. Um trooper travels the explore Explorer only tried to play the last 17 minutes of the second half, and to be fair, we were quite embarrassing. Um let's talk about Connor Coventry briefly, Danny, because i, I sort of feel sorry for him, but it was it was everything that was wrong with us on Tuesday. And that's that sounds really harsh, but that's but but if you're gonna play in central midfield, you're gonna come under criticism when you when when you play like that. He doesn't look after the ball or, or on Tuesday, he didn't look after the ball anywhere near enough. I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting him pinging it left, right, and centre. But if you're playing in that sitting role, you've got to be able to look after it. If, if you need to go backwards and take the easy pass back to Humphreys or Victor, take the easy pass. But he just, he, he was consistently losing the ball in setting pretty dangerous areas as well. And when you've got that, you've then got no the momentum because the, the the gap between defence and midfield is broken essentially. Um, I really want it to come good for Coverage. I think there's something there but we're really not
3: seeing anything positive at the minute. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> when he's playing well, I've seen people describe him as prime Richie Smallwood hmm. when when he's been with us, uh, when he was with us. But um yeah, <clears throat> he just he just seems just to like you say not be a good link in the chain between defence and attack. But then you could say a few players are like that, especially with losing possession in dangerous areas. But I think Coventry may have just personified it, Yeah, I think, and noticed it more because, you know, he is the midfield man, if you like. Um, i am seeing comments about why Lindsay, uh, why not Lindsay before Coventry? Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. But we don't know what, what um, appearance clause is in Coventry's loan with us. So that could be a factor. <clears throat> um, I would like to see a midfield that has Lindsay starting in it, because that oh, yeah, may energy. yeah, like I say energy, different dynamic a um, bit more of a terrier goes after the ball a bit more umph from the beginning Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a strange one with Coventry it's, it's a little bit like Fozo in a sense because Fozo is b- b- bright as a spark some games but other games they're, they're basically not there Yeah, you know, it's why well, they're on loan with us if I'm being honest but um, I just want to see more from Conor Coventry we've said it before time and time again we just need to see more from him mm. if we see yeah. more from him and he really gets his head into a game and really concentrates he is a very very good player and you can see why he's come through a Premier League's academy mm. but then again other times like this it's like is he championship quality but that's that's the differential isn't it with own players they're either screaming good or horrifically bad yeah and it's only when they find that consistency that they find the level. For example, look at Bar Well, yeah. In, in, yeah, in his yeah. first five, five four or five months with us, and then he found his mm. game, if you like, and then yeah. cracked on with us. Mm.
1: Yeah. Uh Simpson, is it confidence with him? It could very well be. Ryan S sort of backed up by saying he likes Coventry, but it looked out looks out of his depth. He looked anxious on the edge on the and on the edge. And when he gets the ball, uh, never nice a young player play like that. It's not, no, I'm, the problem is, mate, that that's not the type of player that normal plays, does well for Albionite. Look at the, the good midfielders we've had, not even the best, the good midfielders we've had. Um, they're a bit more combative and I'm not sure Coventry's got that to his game. It, to the extent, Like just, I do think he is similar to Richard Smallwood, but he's not as brave as Richard Smallwood, is he?
2: No, he's not. He's not, and he's got a Premier League career to think about. Well, the last thing he wants to do is go chat, dive, yeah. dive into challenges and getting himself injured. I think he's probably what's on his mind. Uh, and he's a young lad you know he, he, he's, he'll definitely cut it there's no doubt about it uh, but at the moment it's not it's not working or what he is being asked to do is not working whether that is his normal position I don't really know to be honest uh, but he's, he's not on his own he didn't work for anybody no. he didn't work for anybody over the last two games you know um, there's only realistically <clears throat> there's only Victor comes out of the last two games with any sort of credit Humphreys to an extent uh, Unfair um, to a degree, but but again, he's been he's been making mistakes, uncharacteristic mistakes, getting himself into into difficult positions when he could have when he could have offloaded the ball a lot earlier. So, you know, I don't know. I don't. It's it's tough. It's tough, and it's always a bit depressing after after two performances like that on the on the bounce, particularly when um, certainly the Birmingham game. We should have been getting something out of that, definitely. Um, in my view, with the greatest respect to, to John, um, you know that's the, the way that we've been playing and the results that we've been getting. You would have hoped to have at least come out of that game with a draw, at least. But we didn't even we didn't even lay a glove on them. No. But again, it's another team that sat deep, um, mm-hmm. as did Blackpool. And we could we, we struggled against them as well. Um, so you know it, 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 it's going to have to change it up. If uh, if teams are going to play like that against us, um, we're going to, he's going to have to he's going to have to alter it, which he did. Uh, to be fair to him, in second half, it didn't um, work, well, did it? Well, for that, for that first twenty minutes, the
1: second half, yeah. we, we
2: barely touched ball. Yeah, but we put a lot more pressure on them towards the back end of that half. But they were sitting yeah. back, working, And happy with their happy with uh, the, the two one win and rolling about on floor. Um, so you know, it, it they they got the game won at that point. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, well, Chris Page says Lindsay must have kicked Matt Taylor's cat or something. Can't get a start no matter how we perform. Um, and also, Josh, you with a very, 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 valid point. Got to the commentary had had tonsillitis before Boomer. so there's possibility he may still be recovering as well. Um, but if he is still recovering, that makes you think why is Lindsay not playing? So then. There's, that takes that, that away the criticism from Conor Coventry. Payment. It puts then it, it onto Matt Taylor. Of,
3: <laughs> then it makes a bunch of appearances in his loan contracts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is a really sort of simple question, Danny. How much are we missing Ollie Rathbone? A lot.
3: <laughs> I'm being <laughs> honest, a lot. Um, I mean, I said I was on Radio Chef before the Birmingham game and they asked the exact same question mm-hmm. How much of a Mrs. Ollie Rathbone? Yeah, massive. Because he is legit the engine in midfields. You know, like, yeah, Adolphin's a bit more defensive-minded, Connor Coventry um, is Smallwood-esque at times. Um, Ben Wales was quite quite a force in midfield before he was injured, but Ollie's just... He's been Mr. Consistent the whole time he's played. He's not really had an off game, which is somewhat astonishing for a player of his calibre, if you like. And I can't wait for him to get back in the team. I think as soon as he's fit and able and, if, and effectively effectively able to walk on grass, he, he should be back in the team. I know that won't be the case because sports science is a thing, but we can live it out that he's straight back in. And it's because he is the one who dictates the play. He picks the ball up and drives with it in midfield, or he can come back into defence and do his job. He can also dish it about across the middle line to the wide players and just runs him sending to the ground every single match. And, and I think that's what we're, we're missing. We're missing that token box-to-box midfielder mm. that really carries the ball mm. there, but also carries the team back when needed, if you like. Plus, he's, plus he's now a bit of a leader when he's on the yeah. pitch because he's had the arm man a few times and done very well with it. Um, but he also gets in referees' faces. You know, I, I love this uh, this quality about him, where he actually jumps up and down in front of the referee when he doesn't think a decision has been made correctly. I love that in a footballer. Um, it's like it's effectively th- throwing a fit at the referee without being disrespectful to the referee. If that makes sense. And I just think he's a massive miss. Mm. I really do. As soon as he's back in the team, we should be on our way again. But it, uh, but we played well in the first couple of games where we, where we didn't have Ollie. Mm. But now it's showing that you can play well for a couple of games without that player. But as soon as the other teams start working out what your fix is not having that player, and then get that system um, effectively practised on by other teams, that's when we start losing the results against him, as per Birmingham mm. and now Preston. So, yeah, always a huge miss at the mm. minute.
1: Yeah, uh Shirley says massively. D Kelly says missing all in loads. Shelley also says Grant Hall as well. Um Trooper the Travel says we're not we shouldn't be a one it means it shouldn't be a one-man team. I mean, I don't think we are. I mean, we're missing Rathbone, Mick. I think that's obviously clear. We're missing Ben Wiles, who was injured. I think Keener was is a similar mould to that. I think maybe not as industrious as only Rathbone, but a ball carrier, somebody who can move the ball forward. So three players who would do a, a similar type of job in terms of looking after the ball are all, all right, injured, and that is unlucky. To be fair, isn't it? one's done his ankle, one's had an ongoing issue, in all the and only rathbone has got a groin. They're all different types of injuries. It's just the wrong players out at the same time.
2: Yeah, it is. We've got we've got loads of injuries, loads of injuries. Every time somebody plays centre back, they go off injured. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's Peltier lasted uh, as long as he did the other night, um, and uh, a uh, poor old Tyler Blackett... I mean, he's come in. He's, he's going to end up injured in two games. It's it's inevitable. You know, as soon as he plays more than sixty minutes, he's going to limp it off a hamstring, isn't it? Uh, it just seems to be the look that we're having at the moment. Um, so, yeah, the, the the injuries are causing us loads and loads of problems. But then that that's the same for everybody. It's that time of the season, um, you know, that the, it, it starts to take its toll. So, uh, but yeah, we miss we miss all we miss we're missing the midfield, to be honest. Yeah. they're spending they're spending large parts of the game where the midfield is actually missing you know um, and, and you just cannot you cannot play like that so and that's how it feels that's yeah. how it feels um, so it's it's tough but it'll come right hopefully
1: um, through mentions about the manager can we raise the manager who never shouts and gets his players during the game I just don't think that I only that's Matt Taylor's style to sort of shout with the players and stuff uh, he's more of a modern-day coach, uh, where the, the shouting is less so. Um, look, if it works, in, if it keeps up at the end, who cares? But uh, I understand that some people, some people like that. I'm not fussed either way, um, to be honest. Um, Shelley says, "Have we been have we been seriously looking with in- injuries, injuries, or does somebody think something has changed on the training pitch?" I suppose we'll find out next season. We had this conversation
2: just about this time last season. And the season
0: before,
2: who we got injured last year? We had it, and, and, and the previous manager were coming, came in for a load of flack at various parts throughout every season that we've just had when we had a lot of injuries, and sometimes a pre season as well when we had some mm. injuries pre season. You know, it, it, footballers get injured, mm. you know, and, and it's, I don't think it's anything to do with the training or anything like that. You know, it's a massive, it's a, it's a, it's a a tough, tough schedule. You know, mm-hmm. we've had the, we've had that World Cup break in between as well, so that, that's that's tightened it up even more. Um, and and it's a very, very high level of football we're playing out here. Relatively speaking, you look across Europe; it's one of the, it's one of the top leagues in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and <laughs> injuries are going to happen. They happen to every single club, and I don't think it's anything necessarily to do with. The training or, or anything else—it just happens.
1: John says as well, it's the schedule. Uh, from Birmingham, he says there's never uh, he'd never seen anything like it as well. Yeah, it's it's crazy.
0: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Tyler Blackie though, Danny. He came on when we were chasing the game, so you can't really, I
1: almost feel like you can't judge his defensive. Performance because he didn't do much defending after much defending. But from the bit we saw of him, did you, did you feel like you were positive about him?
3: Yeah, I I like the look of him <clears throat> so far. Um, he's defensively, defensively solid, not made that many mistakes. But at the same time, we've not really seen much of him. Hmm. You know, he's made two sub appearances in two games, but. I do think when he start, if he if he does start a game, maybe Cardiff, maybe sometime after the international break, who knows? He could be very defensively solid. I I maybe like to. Say, I mean, on my um, final, by I had, I had him at centre half with Pelty out on the right hand side. That could be a way forward until right or Hall or whoever's back. Hmm. But yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> I'll say this: he's not done out wrong. We'll say we'll say that he's not Mix. done out wrong, but he's not done out exceptional either. He's just been steady. Which he's it, come
1: on when we've been chasing two games, though, I need to be fair. Yeah,
3: and for someone to come on, like you say, whilst we've been chasing two games and still be steady enough to have not had a huge mistake, he's doing all right, isn't he? Yeah, I agree. Um,
1: yeah, a few more comments. Uh, a few more comments. We've got any of Janice since it's a schedule. She tells her all this off when. Which he moans about Arsenal having two games a week. We have three <laughs> and a much smaller budget. I mean, you make, make that you talk about the quality in the championship. It is one of the best, you know, one of the top, certainly the top 10 in Europe. Mm-hmm. And you look at the schedule, nobody nobody else in Europe plays 46 games plus the cup games. It's, no. it's an unrivaled schedule in, in yeah. Europe, the, the the football league. So adding to that World Cup break as well, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna yeah. happen, unfortunately. So okay, get
2: oh. um, hmm? Suck it up. That's what got happens. To.
1: Yeah, got to. Um, the front three behind Hugo Mick, Tarek Foster, we mentioned a a poor game. I think he was very, very poor. The problem is that's not Tarek Foster's position. He's no. not a central player. And they doubled up on him. They certainly doubled up on him. He had absolutely no time and room on it. And that's going yeah. to happen. If you've got that type of player in the midfield, in the central role, it allows them to double up on him much easier. Yeah. Um, I feel I felt a bit sorry for him because it, it, at times he tried, at times he didn't try, like you said. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, But he, he's the type of player that needs to be out there, out wide, in a bit of space so he can
2: try and create. He's the only one that's going to create anything, isn't he? It, it, it feels that way, doesn't it? It does feel that way. Um, and, and yeah, it needs to be. It, it, if, if they are going to double up on him, we can't have him throw that centre. But then who do you put in there? I guess you're looking at to, a dolphin to get in there with some physicality because they're not going to double up on him, are they? No. um so um but then you then you're then you're looking at whether whether Fergie gets dropped or, or what I don't know it's 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 a conundrum for for the managers to sort out um and we and we've seen how good Tariq fosu can be through that middle um when he gets a little bit of time on the ball and and and, and to be fair it, I, I just wonder whether he's another one of these players who, who, who um who sort of Struggles with his confidence a little bit. Mm. That's how it felt the other night. His first touch, like I said, was was appalling at times, um, and and that's not you know he's he's a much better player than that clearly. Yeah. Um, so whether whether it's just knocked his confidence a little bit in these last two games, I don't know. Um, but but yeah, he needs. We need to be able to change it up. We've got to be. We've got to find a way of getting the ball in the box first mm. of all um and, and giving giving the players up there something to feed off. You know, we did that against QPR and we 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 scored three. We, we started to we started to improve when we started to put the ball in the box. Um uh, we seem to have reverted back to post um post World Cup United, don't we? Just yeah, at the really. worst time.
1: Mm. Um, yeah. Um, Michael Miller says let's not moan about the schedule this is English football the reason why uh, we, we love it uh, with all its yeah I'm certainly not complaining about the schedule what I'm just saying it's a factor in the injuries that's all I'm saying yeah um, yeah as pointed out a few people in here we, we, do, we do like it yeah Shelley says yelled out an off day certainly the second half he did and
2: um, the problem it? is
1: with Danny that when Cohen Bramwell comes on it was just as bad and, and I think Cohen Bramwell confidence looks to be completely on the floor I don't know what is wrong with when he came on he didn't want to take on a man even though he's twice as fast he didn't want to put a ball in he looked like at times he didn't want to receive the sodding ball and we know how, how dangerous this kid can be it's really strange
3: yeah it is <clears throat> well a few people have said he, he plays astonishingly and then has a few off games um, I know we talk about him playing him out with position and such but he has also done very well in that cam position um, so I think it's just an unfortunate occurrence that players are having off days, and then yeah, a few key players are injured. It comes around; it used to come around around February time, so it's a bit later on yeah. <laughs> this time of year. Into, mm. but yeah, I mean, John said it's happening at Birmingham as well. Um, and because we've only got a small squad, you sort of notice the injuries more. That makes sense. Um Yeah, it's just off days, isn't it? We all have off days. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's not really. It's not really about how much of a off day you have. I think in football, it's more of a. It's how quickly you recover from an off day, so it doesn't become yeah. an off week, etc. And I think that's what the players need to focus on now. You'd hope that there'd be a
1: reaction after after uh, after two games. You've got to expect a proper reaction. Um yeah. Um, Ryan do you think it could be an actual problem with Bramall? Potentially, but only one man that knows that. Well, two men, the manager and, and Cohen himself. Um, Nicholas Skidmore. So frustrating because we are so close to the end of where we want to be. We just hope we don't blow it. Yeah, Blackpool winning 6-1 in one of the craziest results of the entire season, to be honest with you. I know QPR are bad, but 6-1 at home by Blackpool is just insane. Um don't know. I'll have to wait and see. Last game we got into Break. We could either go. We could. We could go in eight points clear. We could go in two points clear. Um It's a big Saturday. Big Saturday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Let's twist it and talk about some positives because it's always nice to have some positives to talk about. International call ups have, I think, all been confirmed now. I don't think there's any expected on Friday. Could be wrong. Uh, Bailey Wright's been called up. Chio's got a re- got another call up. Shane Ferguson called Washington, as we already know about, and yelled at for the Norwegian under-21s. Uh, Bailey Wright, just, just to clarify this up, Bailey Wright, will unlikely to play for Australia, but according to Matt Taylor, it's some sort of homecoming for how well they did at the World Cup. So either way, he's going back to Australia for like a bit a party. And Australians don't to party, I think, so <laughs> we'll see what state he comes back in. Um, mm. the, big one, the big one is Victor Johansson. Finally, got his call up to the Sweden national team. Um, we've been calling for this, I think, for about 18 months, to be honest with you.
3: Um, Mm
1: -hmm. he goes from playing for Rother United to playing with Slatan Ibrahimovic next week, which is is quite (laughs) incredible, to be honest with you. Um, it's great, Mick. We're all sat here in the Swedish, Swedish stuff, purchased the Swedish flag, and all this stuff because. Uh, the reaction to Victor getting a call up is one of the best I've seen from Rotherham fans. Everybody's just so happy about it, aren't they? Uh,
2: and rightly so as well. Um, you know, it, it's, 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 it's it's happy. We're happy because we've been so cross and angry previously that he hasn't got a call up. You know, um, it, it's it's just it's embarrassing, really. But the fact that he's got it is just wonderful, wonderful news. So so pleased for him. So pleased for him because. He works he's worked so hard, you know, to 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 get to the level that he's at now. And there's there's still more to come from the lad. So it's it's fantastic. Um and 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 I'm sure hopefully he's not listening, but we've we've had sight of a picture of uh, of a very young Victor Johansson, um mm. I can't remember more than eight or nine <laughs> years old, uh, with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Mm. And then 15, 16 years later, there he is playing in the same team of him. It's, it's just, it's schoolboy schoolboy oh, yeah. dream, isn't it? You know, it's mm. it's fantastic. So, um, really, really happy for Victor. Really happy for him.
1: Mm. Yeah. Uh, Shelley says there isn't a more deserving player. Mike the Miller starts at Victor's corpse. The Sweden squad is the perfect tonic after a bleak few days on the pitch. Yeah. Victor is our player of the season, no doubt. Congratulations to him. And he says to Tobias and his family as well. I can only imagine the uh, amazing thing. I can only imagine how proud Tobias feels as well. His yeah. lad playing for the national team—it must, must be so special. Um, Danny, it, he's got a chance of being the keeper. He has, he's got a chance of starting mm-hmm. those two games that come with Robin Olsen, who, who, is, who has been playing for, has not been playing for Villa, uh, and the AI, and the other keeper plays for Aik. Who I watched him on Monday against Hammondby. and he wasn't very good. It was <laughs> the same guy. So Victor's got a real chance of playing against Belgium in the in their first qualifier. Um, that that would be amazing.
3: Oh, yeah, it would, absolutely. I mean, um, we talked about <clears throat> um, Victor potentially being the first Swedish player to receive a call up for Rotherham United whilst at Rotherham United, which is which is crazy. I you think, know, I'm
1: going to put this out there, and somebody, this is a good time to do it in the comments, I think he is the first full-time Rotherham player to get an international call-up for a goal, as a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I can't Marek Rodak might have them, but obviously he was on loan. I don't think we've had a, a, a full-time Rotherham goalkeeper go on to play international football, I think ever. Wow. If somebody if somebody wants to correct me in that, I, I've got I've racked my brain, unless there's one in the 90s that played for you know a sort of low nation, I, I don't think we've had one.
3: We, we make, if that's the case, I mean I'm sure our fact checkers in the comment will have a look for us, right. but if that's the case, it makes it even more special. And I mean, this is the guy who we signed as a second, a second keeper after Jamal Blackman when he first signed. Um, and then for a time, he dropped to third choice because we brought Vickers in. Um, you know, and he, and he told us on the podcast that he lived in a hotel for a few weeks as COVID yeah. restrictions. He had to wash his clothes in a sink, make his graft, get into the first team, and now I believe he's got the highest shop, shot stoppage rate in the championship. And potentially, he's the highest rated goalkeeper on who scored as mm. well. So, he is statistically one of the best goalkeepers in the championship. Um, it's just crazy, you know, mm. and his hours as well. And his a new contract, it's just it's just amazing. Like I'm, I am really, really happy for Victor because if anyone deserves a call for his country, it's him. Mm. Yeah,
1: I completely agree. Um, John Morrell says Volson's first choice Christ the Christ mix should start over Olsen <laughs> I uh, think it goes so, yeah John <laughs> uh, Josh Insler says imagine if he gets a call up for the World Cup or Euro well Euros are next summer mm-hmm. um, you would expect a team like Sweden to qualify for a major tournament such as that uh, we, will have to, we will obviously have to wait and see uh, on that one um, can anyone tell me what we did to get Victor to sign a new contract I honestly can't believe we, we managed it it's crazy, and I, it, we we clearly got in at the right time. You know, if, if he hadn't signed it at Christmas, Mick, if we come into this now, you know, if we come into it in March and he's got a, you know, he's a, a Sweden's number two or number one, mm. it's unlikely he's going to sign a contract at that stage, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you would have thought so, wouldn't you? You would have thought so. Um, but and we 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 talk about things like this all the time, but we, we never seem to really consider what the player wants to You know, we yeah. do, we always sort of look at the oh, he could do better he could do better or whatever but victor's obviously happy here um he's enjoying his time here uh he's playing a a, a, a higher level like we've alluded to before um it, it benefits him to sign a contract um because it's you know it he's not out scratching for a club um come come the summer you know if anybody if he goes anywhere else it's going to be a club that actually wants him because they're gonna to have to pay money for him so, but ultimately, he's happy. He's clearly happy with us. So, and, and he's got an international call part of it. So, you know, it's, it's a win-win in it. Mm. But yeah, I, I think we might have struggled. Yeah. But you don't know. You don't know how long this has been in pipeline. So,
1: no, that's true. That's true. John said, do you think he will be a Rotherham player still by the Euros? If we're still in the championship, why not? He mm-hmm. would all again. Would be the first current uh, first player playing for Rotherham United to be at a major tournament as well. Could be Chio as well. In the unlikely many stays, um, with how big the Euros is now, a couple of smaller nations get through, don't they? Not that Sweden's a small nation, I should correct that. Sorry, they are they're a proper footballing nation, to be fair, okay, and, yeah. and that's what makes it a bit more impressive. They're not this isn't San Marino or Northern Ireland with the greatest respect to Shane Ferguson, Connor Washington. Mm. This is a proper team with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you know, Kulosevsky at Spurs and Isaac at Newcastle. This is a team full of world class players um yeah. which makes it even better to be honest with you with the as matt taylor mentioned it's our badges alongside all those other badges in, in yeah. the in the in the, in the mm. announcement thing um yeah very good but we're, we're so so happy for victor and tobias as we mentioned it's uh, and his, his his family it's it's great do you want to give that shirt away then mate
2: do i want to give it away
1: not right now. Don't take it off. <laughs> don't take it off. <laughs> um, do we want to give it... So what, this shirt is from Sweden. It's not an official Adidas Sweden shirt, but it's from Sweden with Viking on the back, signed by Victor Johansson.
3: It, it, it's effectively the one that's um, all, over my shoulder, but Mick's got yeah. it on. Yeah. So
2: And, and then there's
3: another one on the back as away.
2: well. How would
3: you
1: want to give it away? Should we get somebody um, to come and take it from us on Saturday at Cardiff?
2: I'm not going to Cardiff again, mate. I've been there once this season. It was the worst days of Against my life. Cardiff.
3: I didn't I did, I did get there, Mick, so that's an improvement. <laughs> well, yeah,
2: I'll tell you what, mate. I, I, I've been, I've been remember, thinking back to that day. I wish to God my car had broken down or something like that. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take
1: the shirt with it on Saturday, Mick. And yes. Somebody, I'll tell you what, we'll think of a phrase. So Mick's going to take the shirt with him. And you've got to go up to Mick and say something. What do you want it to be? Should you, do you want to give me a Swedish phrase to, so they've got to say something Swedish to
2: you? And then they get the shirt. The first one,
0: obviously. <laughs> I
2: saw Tobias in the comments earlier on, so if Tobias is still listening, if you could come up with a phrase, Tobias, then we'll, uh, we'll go with that. Okay. We'll do that.
1: I'll, I'll, if it doesn't come back to before the end of the show... We will think of a right, another. I've googled another Swedish phrase, but I like that. <laughs> I'm <don't> a <laughs> else. The,
2: a blinder. <laughs> the ref has it. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> to, it's something inappropriate. Then I won't. Uh, well, I
1: will get a couple down. If my don't come back to us, we will pick one before the end of the show. Um, yeah, right. While I get onto that, Danny, let's talk about the Cardiff game on Saturday. Um, it can't be worse than the game at Cardiff. I just can don't think it, it can uh, because that was a horrific game of football. Um, how big is the game? And th- this is really easy. I think it's easy for us to oversell it. But how big a game is it for both us, for both us and him? For them, sorry. It,
3: it, it's another six pointer, isn't it? I mean, we said Birmingham was a six pointer, and this is another one. Um, because Cardiff are more or less right behind us this time. Oh. And yeah, it's just again, it offers just that little bit of a gap to the relegation place mm. and could prove to be season defining really come the end of it. You know, we could get three points and stay up by two, you know, and yeah. it could be down to the Cardiff game. Yeah, it's just, it's just massive, absolutely massive. But I do think. The majority of the games now are massive, but Cardiff is one of the few that's left down near us until we get to Wigan. So, yeah, it could be a huge game, huge, huge game.
1: Yeah, what do you want to see, Mick? This is really easy for me to say, to be honest with you, um, but what do you want to see from Royal United going forward in this game, in terms of changes as well, Not just you know, not just in terms of personnel, what do you want to see do you want to just see more intensity do you want to see it just playing the ball a bit more is there, is there an idea which you think right this is the way we're going to get more points which is, I know is tough to, for you to answer yeah
2: it's it, it's very very difficult isn't it because you don't know how Cardiff are going to play uh, John Merrill mentioned in the comments there that, that when Birmingham played and they put 10 men behind the ball and just moved it upfield um, that's not a great sign for us because no. the team that do that in the past um, we've, had, we've had trouble with so um, he's going to have to change it up. He's going to have to. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that because, like we've like we've just talked about for, for the last 53 minutes, you know the midfield have been non-existent. The the front the front players have not been given anything to feed off, and there's been a lack of organisation in the defence. So uh, I, I can't see how he can he can maintain the same starting eleven that uh, that the start of the last two games. How he's going to do that? given the the injuries that we've got and the personal that are available to him is anybody's guess um, I, I don't know what to expect if I'm honest um, what I do know is is as has already been said it's a six pointer it's a massive massive game this um, because come five o'clock on Saturday night we could be well back in this relegation fight yeah, or could we could be well clear of it mm. you know so it's it's a huge, huge game, and we owe Cardiff. Um, we absolutely owe Cardiff for 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 that last championship season, um, you know. So it, it's it's just huge. The, the 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 club have got kids for a quid and whatever, so there should be a few more people coming through the through the gate. We've got to play our part on Saturday. We really have, and get behind them no matter what. Um, and hopefully, hopefully, we're going to get 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 a result out of it. But it's it's a must-win game for me now, this.
1: Mm. Uh yeah. With uh, just correction, Mike, Mike Miller, Kellum O'Hara, I think somebody else mentioned this, comments. Kellum O'Hara was a Miller when he played for the Republic of Ireland against Israel in nineteen eighty seven. So there you go. Victor Hanlon. Kellum O'Hanlon. What did I say?
3: O'Hara. Oh, O'Hanlon. Apologies. <laughs> uh, on, yeah. So, anyway, so, so my start at the start of Victor being the the only current, the first current of United player of the 21st century to get called up into an international team is correct. It is first Swedish, I think, as well. But I'm pretty yeah. Pretty I mean,
2: let's be fair; it's only correct because
3: you couldn't be asked to go back past 2000. <laughs> fair, records are hard to come by without paying for them before 2000.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, a couple of bits
1: on other teams, let's just
3: cover. Blackpool are at home to
1: Coventry. Coventry, We know how good Coventry can be, so that's going to be a tough game for Blackpool. Huddersfield are away at Millwall. They're not coming out of their way anything, I don't think. Um, Cardiff, obviously, at home, uh, away to us, and Wigan are away to the inconsistent Watford, those, those sort of teams that are playing through there. Um, John Reynolds is on card. I think it surprised me. Look at most of uh, through Cardiff's side. And they do have some good players, uh, but clearly not enough, as the league position states they are. Damian Carwell just seems to need ball on the floor more. Mm-hmm. Nicholas Skidmore, mm-hmm. press press well and play with high intensity. Um, Nick, let's look at through some players, Danny. Nicholas Skidmore, Lindsay needs to start for me, he says, with Kyoso 2 or put Fossil back on the left, which would probably mean dropping Shane Ferguson. Possibly. And maybe that might work because you could put 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 Fosso out there and put a second strike on and give Washington a go from the start. Because Washington's looked Washington and Hugo have looked good when they played together.
3: Yeah, they have. I mean, <clears throat> when Washington came on um against Preston, some of the runs he we were making looked really good. But again, we just didn't move the ball quick enough or look up to see the run he was making. Um and you could tell Washington was getting more and more frustrated with it. Um, so maybe playing from the start, like you said, tweak the system just a little bit and it could give us even more options because then you've got Hugo being, you know, your big money attacker who makes runs into the six-yard box and gets on headers. You could have Kyoso providing the crosses from the right-hand side, um, potentially overlapping at times with Chiyo. Um, and then Fozor being quick on the left side to add that different pace dynamic on the opposite flank. And then Washington you know, being Ross Washington and being your press up top, to me that sounds like a good idea. Mm. It's just will it be put into play? I really hope it does, because even if you put Lindsay into it, and having that bit more of a bite in midfield, it's still quite an attacking based setup, isn't it? Yeah. So for me I would keep I would bring actually Blackett into centre back and have Humphreys and Blackett as your two at the back. Mm. The the only the only thing is is that Kelder had an off game um, so he might actually retain his place. But then you have to think, is that too many changes to make in the space of a week? True. Yeah, I think that's true.
1: Uh, Blackett coming in. Here. If Blackett could do even 70 minutes, Mick, Blackett comes in for me. He gives you that he gives you that balance in the back four. Yeah. And then you can give, give Wes a rest and put Peltier back where Peltier needs to be because it's clear Wes needs some time
2: out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Agreed. It, it, it definitely does. he's just. he has got. His confidence is shot, completely shot, uh, and and he definitely does. Um, so there's a possibility that uh, Bailey Wright might might be available for some of some of the game on Saturday. If uh, if certainly not all. So um, yeah, Blackett and, uh, and, and and Wright to share that responsibility next to Cam Humphrey's. Mm-hmm. Um we need some we need somebody back there with a voice, somebody who's gonna organise. Um so yeah. Yeah. Um 4 says four four two as opposed to four three
1: three. Don't problem. it depends on how strong Cardiff's midfield is, and that's obviously down to Matt Taylor. If, if Cardiff are particularly strong in the middle, then I wouldn't like to see that body taken out of there. I don't think they do have that strong midfield. So I think you possibly could go four four two um potentially. We'll have to wait and see um, how that goes. Um, so let's do this comment. So the, the phrase... Bear, that, bear, bear,
3: with, bear with checking <coughs> checking Coventry. Uh, Coventry. I've done it again. It's Cardiff, not Coventry. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like soul over again. Um, Cardiff, well, their last start in 11, anyway, um, was, well, Footmob Mob says it was a flat four of... Philogen, Bidice on the left, Wintle and Sawyer's in the middle and then Ojo on the right. So it looks like it's a 4-4-2 four, four, that they play as well. So maybe 4-4-2 four, four, to match that, maybe? Mm, yeah, possibly.
1: Also, if, we, we, we complained a few times earlier in the season about us having to play on a Wednesday night when our opposition played Tuesday. Well, we played Tuesday and Cardiff played Wednesday. <laughs> um, mm. So if we don't win on Saturday, we're going to like mugs on this podcast for complaining so much earlier in the season. <laughs> well, more than we already do. Mm-hmm.
2: We're uh, for a <laughs>
1: Um, so yeah, we'll get some predictions in a moment. So we have the phrase from Tobias, so thank you very much, has been with us. So if you see Mick on Saturday, he'll be maybe at the pub pre-game. Um, the phrase where he will give you the signed Victor shirt is Jag Alskar Hammerby, which I have got a translation on my phone, which we can listen to.
2: Jag Alskar
1: Did you hear that? No.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard it. I didn't hear what she said.
1: <laughs> it's Jag Hammerby, which means I love Hammerby, which is Tobias and Victor's team that they support. Would
3: the only thing be- is, the only thing is, you have to say it in Swedish to make you can't Correct. say it in English.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> so Jag
3: Jagalska Hammerby.
1: Jag Hammerby. you can't have it, Danny. You don't win it. Um, <laughs> um, so thank you. Mick, don't forget the shirt. Um, because I'll be real stupid if you if you, uh, you know. And we'll take a hat as well. For anybody that pick if it's a second person that comes up to you, can have one of the hats as well. I think that's I think that's, that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Lovely. It's a consolation prize. Um, and we will pick some out in a minute from the comments to win win at one of the hats. Mick, give me your prediction for the six pointer on Saturday, please. We're going for it Saturday, we're gonna win three one. Three one, I would open you. Give us a clean sheet. I just wouldn't mind some nice and comfortable, like a six. Three nil. Three nil. you into that. Like it, yep. Danny.
3: Um, we'll we will reverse the game down at Cardiff. So uh, we're going to win one 0 Too stressful. Uh, I will go <laughs> two nil. You no. sure? You
2: sure you want two 0
1: Dangerous score. Two nil, Matt. It is, to be fair, but I'm, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Oh, okay. um, a few people mentioned the, the comment about the uh, Cardiff keeper. They, their main keeper should be back now. I think they did get consecutive red cards. I think one of them would only be one game or something like that. So they should be back to normal um, for that one. Um, Tobias thinks 2-0 as well. Nicholas Skidmore 2-1. Obviously, Harry 2-1. Um, Rackler 4-0. Dean Catelyn says 6-1 if Blackpool can do it. Yeah, yeah. Jellion Simpsons 2-0, uh, Steve Grundy 2-1. Uh, Shelley says, imagine rocking up to Mick and saying that, and he's forgotten the shirt.
2: You know, I'm not
1: surprised. I know very well, Shelley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Josh Schindler says 2-0, Kim Hayward 1-1. John Morrell says 1-1, both teams with, with too much to lose. Um, Kimball says 1-0 as well. <laughs> Paramed says, if Harding and Peltier start 3-1 to Cardiff, if not, 2-0 to Rotherham. Okay. 3-2 um, to the Millers, says Reg. That sounds, again, stressful. Uh, Shelley, something, somebody is going to take a hiding. He says 5-0. Wow. I like
3: it. I like it a lot. Hopefully um, it's us doing that, because if Cardiff do it, it's going to be a long afternoon. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, so there
1: we go. That's the end Mick, would you like to pick somebody in our comments to win a win a hat?
2: Oh, well, am I, I'm going to do it. right. I'm going to scroll it down with my eyes shut and stop it. There you go. Who's that? I don't know. Power mad.
0: Power UK.
2: You win one of the New
1: York talks hats. Uh, contact us through Twitter or if you want to email us, iucpod at gmail.com, I think it is. Um, let us know. We'll bring it. We'll bring it on Saturday. So if you go to the game, let us know. We'll take a couple of the hats of the game. So if you, if you see us on Saturday, pull us and if we've got a hat, we will give you one. And if you if you get if you see Mick. What does he need to say, Danny? I've, I, I've <laughs> forgotten the Swedish for it. Um oh, my volume's go down on my phone. Hang on. My phone's not speaking to me now.
3: Jag Alskar-Hammerby. That, 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 that's, that's the word. I can't remember what I was in Swedish. Jag Alscar hammerby Yeah.
1: <laughs> and if you want a Swedish team to follow, Hammerby are a lot of fun. Go follow Hammerby. Um, Tobias will, will like us for that one. John Morrell says he wants a blue hat. I mean, a bit awkward, to be honest with you, a blue hat. Um, yeah, anyway. Are we wearing these Sweden shirts at the game on Saturday?
2: Oh, I'm not wearing this one, am I? You're not wearing that one, no. You'd be pleased to know, how that I've got, a, uh, I've got a shirt. No, whoever comes up, I've got a shirt underneath it. It's not next to my skin, so I'm not very really sweaty. Yeah. Well, not too sweaty. I think. <laughs> Um, I
3: I don't know what to do Do I I stick with superstition And wear the home shirt I've always worn Or shake it up and wear the Sweden shirt And get the badge in for Victor Well
1: this shirt If we all remember from last season's podcast The one I'm wearing is the lucky shirt We are still unbeaten Wearing this shirt so far Is
3: that that the one that also sticks to the back of the chair Because of the number Yeah
1: it's got (laughs) four come (laughs) off at back (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh yeah, I'm gonna wear this on Saturday to celebrate Victor getting called up also. We need the look, the grass we Um yeah. I'll
3: wear my Sweden
1: shirt, why not? Do it. Exactly. Victor would hopefully Victor would love to see some Swedish shirts as well. Yeah. Um finally, Mike the oh, Miller, who is the referee? It's Oliver oh, oh, Langford. Oh Christ. Um <laughs> well we haven't complained about Mr. Martin's tight shirts or uh, or his loud whistle or anything like that, so. We've done well. We've done really well. Um, anything else? We've, we've done an hour and six minutes. We've talked absolute nonsense. We've given some hats away. Anything else that we need to talk about? I don't think so. Do you? I don't
3: think so. Danny, anything? Um, Nothing comes to mind, no.
2: Jag älskar Hammarby.
1: Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, right, thank you all for being with us if you haven't subscribed to us already please do so um, on YouTube we are creeping up to a thousand already so please do subscribe on there if you are audio listening please do subscribe as well give us a five star rating if you haven't done already we would very much appreciate that we will be back on Sunday night Sunday evening to review the Cardiff game and then we'll, we'll see what we're doing about the next week or so with so many players being called up to national, we'll probably continue doing some episodes through the, through the international break we will see. We'll see what happens. Um, John Morrell's off to unsubscribe due to lack of black blue hats. <laughs> <laughs> we might work out another colour. We can't. I don't think we can double them. Um, no, work no, no, no. Um, what should think, we do, John? <laughs> yeah, with well, the yellow. Don't, don't they play? Don't they got a famous yellow kit? Then what? They're Birmingham. We'll work some art. We'll work yeah. some out, John. Mm. Um, Mick, thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you for being with us. Um, wrap that show up nice and neat for us, yeah. Yeah man, fantastic, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Shelley says we need a Vic to watch. It's on a Friday night as well. Um, Danny, thank you for being with us, and I'll see you Saturday as well. i will see you Saturday. Thank you, everybody. See you
3: soon. Cheers. Rebel. vicious, brilliant.
1: Deal with it. What's got around the back? And Richie, what is that? Well, has a chance to
0: seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Mother of United. Pathway back to the Championship is opening up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Delivery.